Welcome to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. Prepare your heart for laughter and tears as we share the unpolished stories of the homeless and hurting, hope and transformation. Here's your host, Director of the Union Gospel Mission, Pastor Tim Lane. Well, thank you so much, guys, for joining us again. I have my friend Mike Blaine, who works at the Union Gospel Mission with me. I actually was the one that hired him about 14 years ago, 13 years ago, some kind of teen years ago. <laughs> but at any rate, I'm glad that I did hire him. He is He has proven himself time and time again to be loyal to the case of Christ and to Love God and love the mission as well. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things that we do at the mission, and Michael uh, can attest to the fact that some years ago, uh, I came across there was a uh, there was a police chief named Valerie Harris in Auburn, and she came down to speak. She was she is a Christian woman. She's not the police chief anymore, but she was a a very gracious person to come down all the way from Auburn to talk to us, and. Uh, I always try to get the guys to understand that when you're not out there drinking, drugging, running, and gunning, and when you're trying to walk with Christ on this side of the law, you're no longer the enemy of of the uh, police force. And so she came down and she was talking to us, and in her back pocket she carried what looks like a challenge coin for any of you out in the military. You know what those look like. About the size of a silver dollar, about the same weight as a matter of fact. Only these were the full armor of God from Ephesians 6. And, you know, Paul had said, we need to place the whole armor of God on. And so I liked them so much, I got a bunch of them for, for the mission. And we go ahead and give those to every graduating man and friends of the mission sometimes. And the staff each got one of these coins. The reason I tell you this is because it's pivotal for every soldier in the army of Christ to put his armor on. But and Michael can tell you, I used to always say, you know, first thing in the morning, you got to get up, put your armor on, cinch it up, go out and do battle because Satan is ready right before you get your feet hit the floor. He's but changed. I, He's changed I have. that. <laughs> I don't believe once putting on the armor of God, a Christian soldier has any business ever taking it off, That's not right. even to sleep. The devil is prepared. We need to be prepared, too. Amen. And when you get to the other side, and I tell the guys this, I pray that when we get on the other side of this curtain, when we are on the other side standing before the Lord God Almighty, when he says, come in, my good and faithful servants, I hope I can look around and I hope you can look and, at, at my armor and it is beat up and sliced and dirty and smudged and nicked and all those things to show that we have been in the battle and not defeated. Pastor, uh, I've known you for quite a <laughs> while now, and uh, trust me there, Sacramento, he, he's got some beat-up armor already. <laughs> so. Yeah, and it shows on my beat-up old face. But uh, uh, He works out every day. <laughs> <laughs> but the bottom line is that uh, we need to have that relationship with Christ, not simply that we have come and we've said, okay, well, gee, I appreciate that you saved me, and that's very good, and you know what, I'm going to go to church on Sundays and prove that I'm an okay guy and, 
you know, I, I'll treat others pretty okay and I'll do those things. That's not good enough. We need to be fully engaged in the kingdom of God and we need to do what we're doing, not out of fear, because what does the Bible say about, about fear? It tells us that we do this, if we obey the law just simply out of fear, we're doing it because fear brings with it the idea of punishment. And we're not fearful of the punishment. That's not the thing. When we are in Christ Jesus, when we are walking and we are seeking the kingdom of God and failing at it, I might add, but still walking, seeking that, you're not into a works righteousness. You are grateful for the salvation that your Lord came. And if you love Jesus Christ, you know what you're going to do? You're going to walk in that newness of life. You're going to fight that battle. You're going to keep the armor on. You're going to raise that sword up, and you're going to engage the enemy wherever that is. And every time you get knocked down, you're going to get back up. Yep. Amen. Yeah. And uh, I like the way you put that. It's it's not out of fear. It's out of love for God. And and it's funny. When, when Christ was asked, what is the greatest commandment? There it is. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, and all your strength. And then he gave a second commandment. Love your neighbor as yourself. He said, on these two rest all the law and the prophets. And uh, that's the truth. And, and uh, you know, I used and to— And that's not ten laws. That's 600 and something laws <laughs> that the Jews had. The Jews had, had mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Some of them their own, but— Yeah, I, I think Jesus is merely talking about his father's law. Well, let uh, me ask you a question since sure. we're there, and then I'll let you finish your thought. But I want to ask you a question. Can you think of one of the Ten Commandments that you can break, any one of them, and obey the two that Jesus gave you? No. No, and that's why he gave them to us. If, if you love your brother with all of your heart, your soul, your mind, your strength, are you going to steal? Are you going to kill him? Are you going to commit adultery with his wife? Or No, but I love the, the first four commandments best because yeah, yeah. those are the ones that, that, that point to God himself. Yes. Love the Lord your God with all with all your heart. You know you're supposed to uh, remember His His Sabbaths. Uh, you're you're always supposed to have God in your heart and on your mind. Right. And if that's going on, if that's the way it is with you and with I, uh, we're we're going to be brothers in love. That's what it's going to be. And I think that's what God had in mind when He created us: a loving relationship with the Father and a loving relationship with, with all we come across every day. Um, I want yeah. that. So one day that will be true. One day there'll be heaven on earth. One day we will sin no more. Amen. And then we will be complete. And don't worry about it, guys. If you're wondering around, hey, I don't want to sit on a cloud and play a harp. I don't know where that came from, but it didn't come from the Bible. No. No. And you're not going to have to worry about those kind of things. As a matter of fact, the only real descriptions of heaven uh, my favorite was um, I have not seen nor ear heard nor entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for those who love him I hope he's got some neat job for me to do I hope uh, you know I keep busy somehow I'm I'm sure he'll use whatever talents he's given me uh, to his to to accomplish his will well, you know what? The four angels or seraphim around the throne of God seem to pretty, holy, pretty holy, happy holy. just saying, holy, holy, yep. holy. Yep. Day you know night. what? The bottom line is that if you take the most exhilarating day you ever had, the most, 
You know, for me, I love the woods and the rivers and those things. And if you take the most beautiful, breathtaking, the moment that you are sitting in nature and, you know, out there in the woods and you're going, oh, man, this is just the best. And you magnify that thousands upon thousands of time. That will be what every moment is like. Because we, like you said, I haven't seen nor ear heard. We don't know what it's going to be like. We can't comprehend. But we know it's going to be better than anything we could comprehend, Amen. right? Amen. And and the things that God has given us are, oh. uh, you know, what a blessing. Yeah. I've seen things uh, in Alaska I once shared, uh, maybe even on this show, uh, I worked uh, in, uh, in a valley and— uh, the northern lights had been uh-huh. coming in, and remember, and they were so active. The whole camp went out there to, to look at them, sure. and, and pretty soon they were overhead, and and we're all throwing snowballs up in the air, and it was, it was just so awesome. And it was a horseshoe-shaped valley, and I turned and I looked the other direction, and every bit of sky that I could see, every no matter where I turned and looked, every bit of it was moving lights. And I stopped right then and there, and I thanked God. Amen. You know, I wasn't walking with God as, as I should have been, but I knew that that was a gift from God, and I've never forgotten that. Um, God's creation, he, he, he reveals himself through his creation. Mm-hmm. Uh, the stars, the, the mountains, as you say, you love the mountains. I do too, by the way. <laughs> I, I like to fish, though. So he, he gave us fishing, and he also allowed people like Pastor Lane here to be fishers of men. <laughs> well, I think that all of God's people need to be fishers of men. I agree. I you agree. know what? I think it's a huge mistake to say to ourselves, oh, that's the pastor's job, or that's the deacon's job, or that's this guy's job. No, if you're in the kingdom of God, you're ministering to somebody somehow, someplace, or you should be. Yeah. And actually, uh, yes, you should be, and and all the glory goes to God. All glory all, should go to God. You know, we God. couldn't couldn't do a thing good without apart from the holy spirit there's no. nothing good that i could do no because uh, so we don't be grateful yeah see we're grateful for every opportunity to love one another yeah amen uh you know the mission is is we do a lot of things one of the most important things that we ever do of course preach the gospel message but with our 24 men on our drug and alcohol rehabilitation it's not just drugs and alcohol let me rephrase that on our recovery program, because okay. there are many other things besides drugs and alcohol to recover from. We've had people that are cutters, and if you don't know what that is, that's a person who who cuts themselves. They can hide it under shirt sleeves, under pants sleeves, and for some reason this self-flagellation that they do is is an addiction. And you will see guys and women, too, with cuts all up and down their arms because when they can do nothing else— they will go to that. There's sexual abuse of all kinds. There's there's addictions that, of pornography and everything else. And so when I say drug and alcohol, really it should be uh, recovery. recovery. Yeah. And you know what? There's only one way to recover. There's no answer to all those things excepting in Christ Jesus. And Amen. what does that bring us? Transformation. Amen. Amen. And uh, not just rehabilitation. Because, you know what, if we get a guy and, and he comes in and he doesn't do drugs anymore, he doesn't do, but he walks out of there and he's still just as lost as when he came in, whether or not he ever drinks again is immaterial. I mean, it's a good thing he doesn't drink, right. but if he spends the rest of his life as a dry drunk, holding on 
by his fingernails to not drink, to not do things. Chances are, whether it's 10 or 20 years, if the pressure gets bad enough, something's going to break. And if a man walks out that way, then we have we have failed. We, yeah. Not the Holy Spirit, but, but us as ministers, as you call it, uh, and teachers, uh, we've failed because our job at the mission is to instill in these men uh, the truth, and the truth being that Jesus Christ, our Savior, uh, who came from God, born of a virgin, uh, he came for our sins to die for them, and he did that on the cross, and then he arose. He arose from the dead. And yeah. if, if that faith can be shared and, and, and given to somebody, uh, then, then I feel good. I feel actually great if I can share the, uh, the true testimony of Jesus Christ with someone and they accept him and, and I can watch as they're on the program, if they uh, continue to seek God with all their heart, then, then I feel as though the Holy Spirit's worked in me and through me. So glory to God. Amen. I don't necessarily agree with that one part of it that we have failed. I think if we don't tell them the ramifications, if we don't teach them, then we've failed. But our job is to tell people about Christ. The Holy Spirit draws them to the Father. Mm -hmm. And so if they walk out of there, if we've done everything that we possibly can to tell them about the love of Jesus Christ, I don't think we've failed. Mm -hmm. And and I'm not not trying to take responsibility because I think there's a lot of times that I fail in the communication to somebody, but ultimately the responsibility of everybody is individually to God that they have sinned against. Your mom, your dad, your boss, that mean guy down the street is not responsible for your actions or what you've done. You are responsible for those. It's like it's like the the child that was abused, sexually abused, and then grows up to be an adult and then turns around and does the same thing. I feel bad for the child you were, but that doesn't excuse the adult adult that you've, you, what you've done. Um, So, and I know that's what Michael means too, but the bottom line is that we have no control over individuals who walk off the program but our job is to tell them every day of the love and to show it. And not only that, but you see, that's what a testimony is about. A personal testimony, for those of you that are not familiar with that, in Christian circles, you would say that a Christian testimony is just like in a court of law. Uh, it's you are bearing witness to something that you have specific knowledge of that nobody else does, you know. I saw the murder happen. I saw the bank robbery. That's the guy. Well, in a Christian testimony, it's the same thing. This is what the transforming power of God did in my life. And no matter what you think about it, this is this is true. This to is me. me. Yeah, yeah, and that actually happened to me at the mission. You know that yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I was I was working on the van that I now drive as a helper, mm-hmm. and. Uh, the, the driver was on vacation. His, his replacement hopped in the van. I should have prefaced this. I was going to leave. <laughs> I, yeah. was, I was going to leave uh, the night before. We have a different church every, every night of the, of the month come in. And the night before, the church group was talking about, you have to trust people. You, you know, it's great. Trust God, but you have to trust people. Well, I was fresh off the street after uh, 9, 10, 11 years there, and 
Uh, I didn't trust people. <laughs> and so I'm thinking to myself, oh, this guy's crazy. You know, I, I, you know, I don't trust people. That's, that's it. Well, that night, uh, I'm trying to go to sleep, and I'm thinking about what this guy said, and, and I'm going to leave. I'm, I had made up my mind that uh, I was wasting my time at the mission. I wanted to do a shorter program because the program was a year long. I could get into a little program down the street for two months. I'd be good with the courts. So I'm going to leave. And uh, as it turned out, I tossed and turned till about 2 o'clock in the morning. The next morning, I get up, and I'm working on the van. The van driver hands me an index card. And I, what, what the heck is this? And he said, well, God woke me up and wanted me to ha hand this to you this morning. <laughs> and I, okay, so I threw it on the dash. It was dark. And we went and we did our pickup. And now it's morning. It's light. I said, oh, yeah, that, I wonder what that scripture was. And uh, it was Psalm 32, verse 8. And uh, Psalm 32, verse 8 says, I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way that thou shalt go. I will guide thee with mine eye. Now, Mind you, half the night I'm talking to God about the teachers at the mission. Who are they to instruct me or to teach mm -hmm. me? And who are they to tell me what time to get up or go to bed? And, and uh, so I struggled with that all night. And then he hands me this card. And I, and I said, why, why did you give me this? He, he said, well, God woke. I said, stop. What do you mean God woke you up? He said, all I know is I woke up from a dead sleep, which I never do. I knew instantly I was to write this down and give it to you first thing this morning. And that's what I did. I turned on my light. I wrote it down. I turned the light off, fell right asleep. Here it is. Yeah, and here it is. Yeah. And so then I shared with him that I was going to leave. Uh, but I did change my mind at that point. I see that. Yeah. And the poor pastors at the, because they teach us twice a day. Uh, everything shuts down. You have an hour-long class, a wonderful class, by the way. And uh, the poor, poor pastors, because uh, after that, I was, oh, well, what's this mean? And why does it say this over here? But this over here, you need uh, the poor guy. So I was sent there to, to bring patience to the pastors, he, he I'm sure. He still does that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess I do to an extent. <laughs> no, I get it, on my own nerves sometimes, trust me. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's, it's good. You know, I mean, trust is something that you build up over, over a long, long time. Our trust of God, we, we say we trust God, but then we try to manipulate our situations. Trust in people. Uh, trust it takes a lifetime sometimes to build and a moment to destroy. You know, you can, it shouldn't be that way, but it can happen that way. Um, What's remarkable now, um, I, I trust so many, I trust people with my life now. Uh, when I lived on the street, I couldn't trust my best friend with $5 and expect to see it at the end of the day. But now uh, now I have peace. I, I sure. have a lot of the fruits of the Spirit. Over the years, I've gained that peace. I've been teaching love. on the fruit of the Spirit, so hang on. I'm getting to kindness next time. Huh? <laughs> no, he's a kind man. You know, uh, what you said is absolutely true. Uh, uh, you know, you take, for instance, here's a man that was out on the street or— Yes, he was out on the, on the street, living in the, in the park, doing those kind of things. He's done a lot of drugs and drinking and things he ought not do. And, and so have I, by the way. But uh, I can truthfully tell you that the mark of a friend for me is when they're really a good friend, that's a person you could trust with your daughter, with your wife, with your money, and anything else. And, and you, you hit on it, your life too. And, and I could trust Michael with any of those things. And that's not a sad thing. I'm just, 
if I was wrong about that, I would, I, I wouldn't know what I could think, uh, <laughs> because it just is. And now, not everybody in my life do I feel that way about. Some people I wonder, well, if push comes down to shove, am I getting kicked out of the dinghy? You know. <laughs> yeah. But what a rich blessing, even if you only have one sure. person like and that. And I have like, more than just one. Yes, you do. Uh, yes, you do. You know, uh, the people that, that, are, that are around me, I can tell you that if we, were, if we were 20 on a boat and there was only food for 19, uh, we'd still uh, be 20 at the end. Because that's how it is. And only those kind of things come. Obviously, there are people of integrity that function. But God places in us through the fruit of the Spirit, as you said. And by the way, when you look up fruit of the Spirit, remember this. As I've been teaching through this, I've been trying to to reach the guys and let them know that if you claim the name of Christ, you don't have a couple of the fruit of the Spirit. You have to have all of them to varying degrees, but they should all be present in your life. Don't tell me that, that oh, no, I'm a believer. I got a lot of faith. But, I, you know, I, I don't like people. So, you know, I'm not kind. <laughs> well, okay, but that's part of the fruit of the Spirit. That's part of the evidence of the transformation that's happened within you. So if you don't have those, granted, some have more than others. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, so... So, Michael, you've been you've been uh, uh, saved how long? Well, uh, to the know, best of your knowledge. Um, gosh, you know, I, I've always always believed in God. I've always believed that Jesus Christ uh, came from from God the Father, was sent here. I believe that since I was a child. How long have I been doing the best I can to follow God, to to uh, do His good will? I'd say, uh, I'd say since that that day I had that revelation, that card was given to fifteen years. Yeah, fifteen years. So you you know, I, I know there's a lot of people that have a specific date, and and I don't really have a specific date. I know when that time was that, you know, I was twenty eight. Uh-huh. When when that happened, older than most people are uh, when they come, because it's, you know, the older you get, the more set in your ways, the more distance you try to put between you and God, and and you justify and self-justify and do all those things. But you could do whatever you want if God wants you and claims you. Sure. You will one day. Except uh, you, you will come to that. I but I got to tell you, if I look back across my life, I can't imagine what it would be like uh, not to have Christ. It's it's hard as it is. It would be impossible the other way. We're kind of out of time. Is there any last thing you'd like to say, uh, Michael, to the folks? Well, uh, God bless you would be mm-hmm. a, a, yeah. a pretty big one there. Um, read your Bible. Read the Word of God. Let God's Word dwell in you. Amen. Um, I, and you know what? Uh, I love you. <laughs> I love you, Sacramento. I'll, I'll do the best to show that no matter where I'm at. All right, you guys. Thank you for all the years that you donate to us, all the love and prayer and consideration you give to us. Thank you that you have brought people like Michael into my life and that you have brought me, that God has brought me to that mission and that you guys have supported that great work. And so always, my dearest friends, until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. Amen. 
You've been listening to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. If your heart's been touched and you want to know more about the work of the mission, log on to ugmsac.com. To donate clothing, food, time, or financial help, call 916-447-3268. 916-447-3268. Thank you so much for listening. Join us again next week at the same time for Voices from the Street. I'm not to see him for the 21st time.